This is Sunrise, the who, what, when, where, why, and WTF of Florida politics. I'm Craig Kopp, reporting that the governor wants you to fly maskless. We have no tolerance for COVID theater in Florida. Ron DeSantis says part of that theater is masking on planes. Charlie Crist wants the governor to kick in a gas tax break now. What we're paying now is the DeSantis gas tax. Christ has posted a video of himself pumping gas at over five bucks a gallon. Come October, there may be a lot of Florida kids who got Medicaid insurance during the pandemic who could end up uninsured. Florida is one of a handful of states, I think it's six, with like five red flags why kids can fall through the cracks. Sunrise Talks with Florida Politics Health Reporter Christine Sexton. And Vladimir Putin, noted tough guy, meet Arnold Schwarzenegger. When I see babies being pulled out of ruins, I think that I'm watching a documentary about the horrors of the Second World War, not the news of the day. Arnold has recorded a video telling the Russian people and Russian soldiers the truth about the war in Ukraine. We'll let you hear some of it. But first, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis went up to the panhandle to ceremonially sign the bill getting rid of standardized testing in state schools. He already signed it earlier this week. But what was on the top of the governor's mind was masking to slow the spread of COVID. He says that's not a real thing. And once it stopped, on airplanes. We have no tolerance for COVID theater in Florida. We are not going to be doing these destructive policies. And if you look now what they just did, they extended the forced masking on airplanes and on transportation. Now think about this. You go on an airplane, and if you just want to sit there and and, and read a magazine without a mask, they say that's the worst thing in the world. But the person right next to you pulls the mask down and fake sip on water for two hours, then they don't have to wear the mask. I mean, give me a break. This is theater. This should not be extended. It should have never been done in the first place, but clearly now uh, this is a farce. And so they need to repeal the transportation mandate. Let people fly and let them breathe normally. We got to stop with the theater. There's more people that would want to fly, but they know they don't want to have to do this. You have families where if the airline's going to hassle the family about masking a two-year-old or a three-year-old, it's not an easy thing to do. Trust me, I know. We would never do that to my kids, but it's hard enough keeping them in order. Then you put that on there? I mean, give me a break. And so so hopefully that we will get, because, you know, we, we've, we've led on this. I think other parts of the country have had to follow, you know, but you still have some of the stubborn uh, you, know, you know, this this all for show that has no scientific basis at all. Um, I would love to see the scientific study that says, you know, no mask for two hours on a flight if you're nibbling on crackers is fine, but no mask if you're reading a magazine is somehow some major threat to health. Give me a break. So hopefully they'll be able to do that. Um, I think it'll help Florida, quite frankly. We've got a lot of people coming. We set a domestic tourism record in 2021, even more than we had prior to COVID. Um, It seems like people 
uh, look to Florida as the first place when they want to get out of a place where they're not being treated well. It's like, how do I get to Florida? And the panhandle has boomed like never before. I mean, this is like this is a huge, huge thing. The governor lauded again his efforts to get kids back in school without mandated vaccines. Former governor, now congressman who wants to be governor again, Charlie Crist, released a video of him pumping gas. Yes, pumping gas at a station where the price per gallon was over five bucks. Crist bashed Governor DeSantis for not reducing the state gas tax right now. Back last November, I called on Governor DeSantis to cut our gas tax for all Floridians. He didn't do it. But you know what? The legislature just passed some form of that. They want to cut our taxes on gas, but only for one month and not until October. Well, as you can see, the price of gas is high right now. We're all paying for it right now. My plan would be to cut the state gas tax and the federal gas tax and save you 45 cents at the gallon. Instead, what we're paying now is the DeSantis gas tax. It's wrong. We can do better. In July, the health emergency order that put a lot more people on Medicaid is set to expire. By October, everyone who got on the program during the pandemic will have to be reinstated either in Medicaid or, when it comes to kids, the low-income program the state provides. Led by Kathy Castor, congressional Democrats have sent Governor Ron DeSantis a letter asking, essentially, what is the state going to do about that? Sunrise checked in with Florida politics health reporter Christine Sexton to find out what's going on. So what's going on here is when the economy gets bad, people turn to Medicaid. Medicaid is what we always call a safety net program. Well, guess what? We had a public health emergency. People lost their jobs. That is what, you know, that is the safety net program. What happened was during the public health emergency, Congress knew that states were going to have a hard time funding um, the increases in Medicaid enrollment, you know, because people require Medicaid that costs money. So Congress said nationwide, they said, we're going to increase the amount of money we contribute as as the federal government by 6.2%. Well, so that meant Florida got 6.2 cents more on the dollar. So um, that's a lot of money, and that helped fund the program. I mean, there are more than 5 million people in Medicaid's program. Um, I'm sorry, there are more than 5 million people in Medicaid. I mean, the program has never been that big. So, and again, Florida's gotten a lot more money from the federal government to help pay for it. Well, once the public health emergency expires, that 6.2% is going to go away. And one of the deals about taking the 6.2% hike was if a state took it, they could not disenroll you from the program, right? Because you're getting this money because of a public health emergency. The person is on the program because of a public health emergency. We're not going to let you take them off the program until the public health emergency has expired. So, you know, a lot of people got health care coverage during COVID-19. And the focus um, on uh, uh, some particular groups have been on the number of children that are going to potentially lose coverage. 
Now, nationwide, the number is 6.7 million, right? Could be adversely affected. Georgetown University Center for Children and Families. They put Florida in a, a, a group of states where the risk of children um, becoming uninsured because of the way the state administers the Medicaid program and because of the way the state administers the children's health insurance program, that, you know, it's not as seamless. Um, there are difficulties, you know, it can be burdensome on the family. So because of certain things and, um, you know, Georgetown University Center for Children and Families said, you know, kids in Florida are more at risk wow. uh, falling into the ranks of uninsured. Everybody must have known this was looming. Uh, we just come out of legi- came out of legislative session. So, was, yeah, so w- let me tell you, there, so Florida, um, so the Biden administration has said, hey, look, we're going to give you 60 days notice before this, um, before we allow the public health emergency to expire. We're not just going to, you know, say, oh, we're not extending it, okay? So the public health emergency isn't supposed to expire until July. But because of the way federal rules are, and this is kind of wonky and funny, so July begins the first quarter of our state fiscal year. So because the public health emergency will still be in effect, and you'll, you know, be eligible for that inflated 6.2% contribution in July. Even if we let that public health emergency expire in July, and that's what everyone anticipates, Florida and every other state uh, will get the money through September. Because once you get a payment in one part of the quarter, they continue that payment through the quarter. Oh, that's interesting. So, so it won't happen July, August, September. Florida would begin. Florida should, and and Florida anticipates getting money through September 30th. So Florida, you know, if the public health emergency expires in July, like people think, Florida would have that money through September. And disenrollments, you know, Florida would not fall back on its state law, right, and and how it works, the program, until September. But that means people can begin falling off in September. I mean, you know, effective October 1st. Can that be stopped? What would have to be done? To, the state would have to start kicking in money, right? No, no, no. I, I mean, the whole point is a lot of these people... A lot of the children, okay, they may not qualify for, quote, Medicaid, the way you think of it, right, or the way I may think of it. Right. But they qualify for, in the state of Florida, we call it um, the Florida Kid Care Program, right? right? And that is technically, it's it's a Medicaid expansion, right? Yep. Um, it's, it's not traditional Medicaid. So um, if, if a child loses their Medicaid eligibility, they most likely could qualify for Florida kid care. So they shouldn't automatically go uninsured. So you just have to get parents of those children ready to to sign up. 
And this is where that Georgetown University report is critical on the state of Florida. They don't have um, high rates where it's just automatically done, right? Yeah. So, and so there, again, this Georgetown report issues like Florida is one of a handful of states, I think it's six, with like five red flags, why kids can fall through the cracks. With children especially, if you if they lose their Medicaid coverage, they should be able to qualify for the Florida Kid Care Program. And advocates want people, they want the state to be transparent about it. What are you doing? How are you going to begin this redetermination? How are you going to notify people? How are you going to make it possible for people to submit their information to the state? You know, you know, Medicaid redetermination, it's, it's a process. And the thinking is that um, the state may not, you know, sort of launch a campaign to make sure that these people know how to get into the Florida program? I don't, you know, I don't want to go that far. I, that's, you know, the question is what is the state doing to make sure that children and, and again, this group is focusing on children because if adults lose coverage, they potentially, hopefully can facilitate, you know, transfer to uh, the marketplace. Right. Right. So long as they make enough money to qualify, but you, you know, you really don't want the children going from, um, you, you know, losing coverage, falling through the gap between Medicaid and the Children's Health Insurance Program. And so um, I think that the state, I have tried to speak with DCF about this. I, um, I haven't been successful yet, but um, I, you know, they don't want children falling through the cracks. But I think the point is, what what is the state doing they're not being very transparent you know even if they're expecting the money through september that means people could potentially be losing coverage come october what are you doing there's five million people in the medicaid program all of them need to be redetermined eligible that's a lot of people and i will tell you i was speaking with um someone in the administration who said they think they will not be able to redetermine all of those 5 million people in less than a year. It's going to take them a year to redetermine them. But how, where do they begin the process? Wow. You know? Complicated. What is the process, yeah. right? There's 5 million people, and that's a lot of health care. That's a lot of coverage. Yep. What is, um, is and, and the other thing is in the state of Florida, the Department of Children and Families does determination, right? They are the agency in the state of Florida that says, yes, you are eligible for Medicaid. But Medicaid is actually administered by the state agency for healthcare administration. And of course, it relies mostly on Medicaid managed care plans. So it's like, what is DCF doing? But also, what is ACA doing? Is ACA working with the managed care plans and saying, hey, remind these people because you know prior to the public health emergency there was a redetermination process and so i am sure that there's a process in place 
where these plans communicate with their members. They don't want to lose their members. Well, Christine Sexton, uh, complicated issue. Appreciate your insights today. Thanks. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I hope you have a great day. Here's some of what's happening in Florida politics today. The Treasure Coast Regional Planning Council and the South Florida Regional Planning Council will hold a meeting about issues like resiliency and water in West Palm Beach. The Palm Beach Area Refugee Task Force will meet this morning. Democratic Representatives Andrew Learned and Fentrice Driscoll are expected to talk about the legislative session during a meeting of the Tampa Tiger Bay Club. The Council of Presidents of the Florida College System will meet this afternoon. And finally... The big guns have come out in the information wars over Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And yeah, I am talking in part about Arnold Schwarzenegger's biceps. The action movie star and former Republican governor of California released a heartfelt video subtitled in Russian to try to get the truth to the Russian people about the Russian invasion of Ukraine. No one likes to hear something critical of the government. I understand that. But... As a long-time friend of the Russian people, I hope that you will hear what I have to say. And may I remind you that I speak with the same heartfelt concern as I spoke to the American people when there was an attempted insurrection on January 6th last year, when a wild crowd was storming the U.S. Capitol, trying to overthrow our government. You see, there are moments like this that are so wrong, and then we have to speak up. And it's exactly the same with your government. I know that your government has told you that this is a war to denazify Ukraine. <laughs> denazify Ukraine? This is not true. Ukraine is a country with a Jewish president, a Jewish president, I might add, whose father's three brothers were all murdered by the Nazis. You see, Ukraine did not start this war. Neither did nationalists or Nazis. Those in power in the Kremlin started this war. This is not the Russian people's war. No. As a matter of fact, let me tell you, what you should know is that 141 nations at the UN voted that Russia was the aggressor and called for it to remove its troops immediately. Only four countries in the entire world voted with Russia. That is a fact. See, the world has turned against Russia because of its actions in Ukraine. Whole city blocks have been flattened by Russian artillery and bombs, including a children's hospital and a modernity hospital. Three million Ukrainian refugees, mainly women, children, and elderly, fled their country, and many more are trying to seek to get out. It is a humanitarian crisis. Because of its brutality, Russia is now isolated from the society of nations. Arnold, talking specifically to Russian soldiers, remembered his own father's wrecked life after fighting with the Germans for all the wrong reasons. The Russian government has lied not only to the citizens, but to its soldiers. Some of the soldiers were told they were going to fight Nazis. Some were told that the Ukrainian people would greet them like heroes. And some were told that they were simply going on exercise. They didn't even know that they were going into war. And some were told that they were there to protect ethnic Russians in Ukraine. None of this is true. The fact is that Russian soldiers have faced fierce resistance from the Ukrainians who want to protect their families and their country. 
when they see babies being pulled out of ruins. I think that I'm watching a documentary about the horrors of the Second World War, not the news of the day. Now let me tell you, when my father arrived in Leningrad, he was all pumped up on the lies of his government. And when he left Leningrad, he was broken, physically and mentally. He lived the rest of his life in pain, pain from a broken back, pain from the shrapnel that always reminded him of these terrible years, and pain from the guilt that he felt. To the Russian soldiers listening to this broadcast, you already know much of the truth that I've been speaking. You've seen it with your own eyes. I don't want you to be broken like my father. This is not the war to defend Russia that your grandfathers or your great-grandfathers fought. This is an illegal war. Your lives, your limbs, your futures are being sacrificed for a senseless war condemned by the entire world. Nobody can really follow Arnold Schwarzenegger, so I'll just say that's it for today's edition of Sunrise. I'm Craig Kopp.